I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. How you living, Biggie Smalls and Mansions and Benz is giving ends to my friends and it feels stupendous. Tremendous cream, fuck a dollar and a dream. Still toe gas strapped with infrared beam, chopping O's, smoking lot and optimos, money holes and clothes, all a nigga knows, a foolish pleasure, whatever. Had to find the buried treasure, so grams I had to measure. However, living better now, coochie sweater now, drop top BMs, I'm, I'm the man, girlfriend. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host, Rob. Karen, hey, that's the song I know, y'all. <laughs> Sunday morning, um, time to uh, get on, get back on this grind. Let everybody know what's up. By the way, three o'clock this afternoon, supposed to be doing a, a nerd off. So mm-hmm. you know, we got some, uh, you know, guys. I know Sterling's in, and I know Chris is in. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys there. Um, Without any further delay, let's just say that this is the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, Podomatic. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher, if we like them, we'll go ahead and, you know, hook you guys up and read them on the show. It's a pretty good little sweet deal we got going there. As long as you guys are nice to us, we're nice to you. Yes. It's very easy. You know, now that we're in the eugenics elite... Um, (laughs) at the the forefront of black genocide i feel like yeah i got my card we got to give something back to the community you Mm -hmm. know you don't make it to this status uh you know without without a lot of work and help from the community of Um, course not so uh make sure you guys do do that stuff uh also you can go to the blackoutist.com slash premium sign up to become a premium member uh the blackoutist.com leave comments voting polls stuff like that all of that helps to show out tremendously. We we really appreciate it. Um, happy post Valentine's Day. Hope y'all shot your shot. Hope you got in them DMs. Got gave somebody a chance. Went to Fifty Shades of Black uh, Gray or something like that. Oh, that that movie's gonna be number one. It was so many dudes that was drugged to that movie this weekend. Uh yeah. I mean, there was a lot of. I saw a lot of guys leaving uh, leaving the movies with girls in little short black skirt so i'm assuming that's freezing ass weather yeah it was cold as shit so i'm assuming that is like cosplay for 50 shades of gray must have something to do with that black short skirt like there must be something in the book because every white woman i saw that last night had that skirt on that was that what was hot in the street because it was cold as fuck and they was strutting them heels and them i was like shit niggas cold i I know you cold i ain't mad at you man i ain't mad either but i know it was cold if y'all want to go out there and be sexy and watch that movie enjoy um so uh yeah the uh this the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. And this podcast is brought to you by shadow Dog productions. If you buy a copy of the current ride and Karen iTunes album and let them know about it, they will send you a free copy of their new comedy audio play pwn P W N E D pwned featuring friends of the show, Nick Jew, Lisa St. Odom and Thatcher Johnson. Weldon. So hit up iTunes, the best of Rod and Karen, Download it. Let them know on uh at, at, on either Twitter, which is at Shadow Dog Pride, mm-hmm. or you know um, Dexter. Uh, just Twitter. Go go to Twitter. Um, you know you can also like email them and stuff. But I'd say go to Twitter. It's the easiest way. Mm-hmm. And then just let them know. Hey, I I, I got it, and I, I want my free audio play, and they'll hook you up. So it's worth it because uh, we've heard like bits and pieces. I think we were there when they were recording some of this stuff, and they do a wonderful job exactly all right man let's get into some stories um in the news 
um here's one of those stories where uh i didn't give a fuck when i first heard about it but you know how like as people get more and more like focused on something sometimes it makes you start caring even though you didn't care at first correct um have you seen about the the northwest northwest which is kanye west and um and kim kardashian west's uh daughter mm-hmm. she was at a fashion show yeah what months ago um no no this is like last week okay so she was at another fashion show with them because i know yeah. they got something to say every time they take her to a fashion yeah, show Yeah, they take so. her to fashion shows okay um and there was a picture of her crying in public and everyone flipped the fuck out was like she threw a tantrum um and then you know at first i thought people were handling it pretty well to be honest with you uh you know because people were mostly making jokes about the clothing that kanye had his models wearing it, was, it looks like some shit out the matrix uh it looked homeless it's, you know they look broke right like, so it was a lot of stuff like that you know it's high fashion i'm gonna be honest i don't know shit about high fashion mm-hmm. so i don't really have an opinion i you know it looks funny to me but so does most of that shit when i they show that so i don't know if that mean it'll blow up or i mean i, I have no idea what that means right yeah don't care right and and don't care i don't wear half fashion shit so mm-hmm. it, it'll never be on my purview yeah or if i do i don't even realize it at the time i bought it because i liked it yeah i think it was funny yes you know what i mean that like to me it was more like oh look how funny this is uh these sleeves go past your own knees you know <laughs> and there was a lot yeah. of famous people there and all this stuff um you know um and so people were talking about that and of course there's all kinds of cameras there and whatnot so and i think people have kind of been hoping for some shit like this for a while now but um there's a shot of um northwest crying Mm -hmm. you know and i think uh people have been very desirous of you know to see northwest unhappy so they can judge her mom and judge her dad she's just a normal child yeah yeah she's just i mean she's she's just a child she has you know her parents are famous but it doesn't mean like that you know her parents are any different from anybody else's parents but correct you know they just got everybody was just super super duper judgmental and you know people were reading into it hard like you know this is why you shouldn't bring your kid to the fashion show you could hire a nanny give her some toys let her go backstage do this do that yeah everybody got got a reason why you should do something different with your child my question is how is it any different than when um you go to church with your mom Mm-hmm. when to you're a baby when you're a baby yeah to the movies Out as a to baby eat. to to wherever you're a fucking baby right you're and, a baby and children gonna do what children do they cry they're disruptive yeah. you know but that's what the fuck children do so i don't understand why people look all crazy when the kid does fucking kid things at a place where they are like now if it's somewhere where a child is not allowed that's a whole different thing um if it's adult only but if it's somewhere children can be there what's the problem yeah all right so I was a little bit, you know, kind of, like I said, I was proud of Twitter for a while. Then I, the more and more I saw people talking about it, the more I saw people that were like, you know, uh, you know, uh, that, I mean, they just want to bring their kid out, you know, to show everybody. And, and that's what the problem is. I'm like, well, you know what? A lot of parents do that. Like, like people, they're proud of their kid. 
they want to be with their kid they want to experience things with their kid and um they take their kid with them you know because it's important to them and they think about the memories that will be created from that later and hey we'll have pictures of uh you know us together in our in our um you know in at our at, at this event that your daddy did and you were there like these are memories for this person these are things that are going to be important to the parents and to them you know mm-hmm. there's tons of shit as a kid that i didn't think was that fucking important but looking back it's like well i'm glad my parents did that you know what i mean that it is her daddy's fashion show right it's her daddy's fashion show right um so i just thought that was funny and to see people go in on that one pic well come to find out of course there's tons of other pictures because there were but the media kind of conspired at the time to keep the narrative driven that you know because what gets more clicks northwest looking like she's like having a terrible time or northwest hanging out with her mom having fun uh playing with, with with people backstage what like what gets more clicks well the crime does so now they got pictures of her playing with her mama, you know, flossing in her um in her gear. You know, like people are like, well, why they gotta dress the baby like that? What baby doesn't like play like what little girl, you know, that don't like getting dressed up and having fun in outfits? What kid you know? I used to dress up in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and watch Dukes of Hazard. The fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah. It's just a kid. Right. And, and, and if most parents go back and think about it, your kid, you have allowed your kid to walk out in some, in some shit that people would go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because you didn't feel like wrestling with them or fighting with them or changing their clothes. Like, fuck it. That's what you want to wear. That's what we're wearing today. You know? And so I think that a lot of people are very, very just judgmental of them, period. And a lot of people are judgmental with people with children because they feel right. like the way that I raise my children is the only way to raise children. But that's not so because every parent is different. And just like, uh, you feel a certain way about how you raise your child. They might look at you like the way you raise your child is wrong. Right. So I think this is just the way. And because of their status and who they are, uh, people just feel like everything that they, everything that they do is wrong. And honestly, um, the truth be told, um, instead of putting a lot of blame on the child, because I don't think this has nothing to do with the child. Y'all niggas just be real. Y'all don't like him and y'all don't like Kanye. So a lot of this is them redirected towards their child just keep it real and right. i think people don't come out and just say i don't like that bitch or i don't like that nigga so no matter what they do fuck them then they, but instead of doing that they turn around and go well you know look at the baby but it's a goddamn child just keep it real people with yourself right this idea that a baby's never gonna cry like so a baby can have fun for uh three hours and then it cries one time then it's like oh see you're a terrible parent like just that idea alone is part of the problem with parenting in america and the way we view it is this idea that everyone needs to have a perfect image at all time your kids should never right. be seen crying your kid like your baby it's a baby it might get fussy it might have a great time out with y'all but you know it won't remember it because it's a fucking baby right, like someone was like well it won't remember going to the fashion show so what's the point of even taking her because your fucking baby one two I don't remember going to church at that age, but my mom took me. I'm sure I cried. I'm sure I wasn't entertained at every second of the day. Right. You know what I mean? I'm sure I got fussy. I'm sure I was teething. I'm sure whatever. But the point is, we spent that time together because that's a bond between a parent and a child. Just because someone is famous doesn't mean that bond doesn't exist there. You know what I mean? To, to look at this as a misstep is just so hyperbolic because people view celebrity as somehow different than just regular ass life right 
you know? Right. Because you have parents that take their children to Vegas. You have parents that take their children all kinds of places all over the world. And it's just one of those things where because it's quote unquote them is a problem and it's an issue. No, just keep it real. Y'all just don't like them. And at the end of the day, they don't care and y'all mad because they don't give a fuck about your motherfucking opinions. And so because they don't care about your opinions, you keep throwing your opinion out there one day hoping that they will say some shit about it. Yeah, this, like, these, I'm putting a bunch of pictures of her just hanging out, having fun and shit and being a baby. Like, honestly, any of these, like, 20-something pictures that I just put up could have been the, the could have been the number one picture for any article. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have been, nobody would have said shit. Because it's not clickbait. Nobody cares she, about you that. You know what I mean? They looked at the one picture where she was crying and was like, see? Proof, finally. This bitch is a bad mom. I've been trying to tell y'all. This is, this is amazing, man. It's amazing. And a lot of this shit stems from, you know, all these people that pretend to be like sex positive and progressive and shit. At the end of the day, they don't like that one, she's dating Kanye West. Mm-hmm. They don't like her because she had a sex tape. And and they don't like um you know the fact that you know that family um seems to be unaffected and not give a fuck like they right. seem to be happy and it's like the biggest scene you can have is to not have our approval to be happy you know what I mean it's it's amazing to me to watch like people fall into that pit trap you know there's people on I saw people yesterday talking shit about um you know northwest that i've seen when they post pictures of their kids people give them shit before mm-hmm. i've seen people question their parenting and shit like that right and it's like i thought i you know i had your back when that happened i thought that was fucked up but somehow i guess you didn't absorb that lesson that you know you're not abusing your child you're not doing anything wrong to your child you know what's so bad about that nothing at all it there's nothing wrong with that at all because the thing about it is that children are going to be children and i don't know what makes you think your child is so goddamn special that you can just deal with your child but you don't have to deal with anybody else's children and their attitudes and all that shit children like you said they cry they whine they get sick they throw up they puke they do all kinds of shit in public because they're a motherfucking child like i actually had people that weren't following me respond to me being like yeah she's a baby so you know, I really don't get the point of uh going in on this shit. And it's like, why do people keep saying that? Why, like, what's the, that, I said, because you know, she's a baby. And she, why do y'all keep saying this knowing this is not their point? And I said, because it's the only fucking point that matters. Right. You know, well, I mean, it's different when you take a kid to church than when you take them to a high fashion show. No. How the fuck, how the fuck Mm-mm. so to the baby? Not, Mm-mm. not to the parent. How's it different to the fucking baby? You say you were so concerned about how the baby would view it. Right. First, the baby won't remember. So why, well, if the baby won't remember, why hang out with the motherfucker at all? Don't be stupid. Correct. <laughs> Don't be stupid. People get so fucking stupid when it comes to celebrity, man. Just calm the fuck down. Um, a magazine editor, a white woman. Uh, complained about Northwest being at her daddy's fashion show. And Slowey wasn't too pleased. She works for Elle Magazine, who people on Twitter any other time have fucking problems with Elle Magazine, but. Yes, they do. You know, um, I guess if they, if you support, you know, them being mad at, at Kim and Kanye, maybe they agree with them this time. Whenever they were saying box braids are brand new, motherfuckers Everybody can't had wait. A problem. Motherfuckers can't wait to go in. 
this is why you don't have fashion editors babysitters anyway when northwest when north kim kardashian kanye west uh north kim kardashian kanye west one year old began to sob before her daddy's fashion show began before it even began um l's magazine editor and slowly muttered couldn't they leave it backstage it how motherfucking disrespectful the editor was already miffed because she had to struggle through crowds to get into the show for the rapper's much anticipated collaboration with adidas and what does the fuck that got to do with her the crying child nothing because they didn't treat they didn't kiss her ass and treat her special and help her get in she said typical typical celebrity crap like i really even care bitch you care right or she wouldn't have wrote this fucking article for clicks right not even write the article she didn't write this article but you wouldn't have been there correct you went there and you mad because you weren't a vip because a whole bunch of other people were there ahead of you because they didn't give a fuck about your status at that moment jay-z and beyonce and puff daddy and fucking everybody is in there watching the the fashion show and your ass mad because you're not you're not the most famous important person in the room anymore um but uh yeah so they you know she she you know it's just funny to see peak how people do because it's it's their baby it's their show they're they're famous babies cry babies do baby things right calm the fuck down everybody what a fucking weird world we live in man yeah, and the thing, and, 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 yes, you, when you say a weird word, it's a motherfucking real weird word because there's so many people out there that be like, oh, people should have children. Oh, y'all ought to have children. Oh, you ought to be parents. Oh, kids, kids, kids. But you the same motherfuckers that would turn around and complain once people have these children and they don't do the things that you think that they should do. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. And let me just say, she probably gonna turn out alright, guys. Just fine. She probably be okay. Worry about your kid. She'll probably be fine. Correct. Guys. Because you know what? The time. She'll have all the resources. She'll be okay. She won't go. My childhood was great until my mom took me to a child, to a fashion show when I was one. And that's what made me do crack. She's going to be okay, guys. Cor- correct. And, and I think sometimes people, in my personal opinion, a lot of people waste so much time and, and effort on other people's children look at yours what what are your children doing the time and effort that you waste on them you could be paying attention to your own children yeah just not that fucking important man no it's not so but yeah i I just thought it was you know pretty funny to see people (sighs) see people go lose their shit and just overanalyze like like i said there's so many times i look at life i'm just like i'm glad i'm not famous and i'll never want to be because oh no i don't people lose their goddamn shit man I don't either because it's everything you do is scrutinized. It's always a double standard. People deal with things in their own personal lives that's okay, but when you quote unquote do it, they find, for some reason because of your status, people uh, people feel good about judging other people. And this and the thing about it is that it's real easy to judge people when you don't really know when you're just making assumptions or you're reading the tabloids or whatever whatever else. Uh, else comes out and i think for a lot of people they get a satisfaction of doing that because it, it means it's less time they're reflecting on their fucked up shitty ass lives yeah also you know what i'm surprised people didn't um say something about a, a white magazine editor of l magazine which has traditionally been seen lately as a racially insensitive magazine mm-hmm. call a little black baby it like she ain't know that motherfucking baby's name or gender because it don't matter because 
but but once it fits your agenda of not liking Kanye and Kim, I guess you can ride like that. But correct. I just look at it as a as another fucking notch in L's history of you know um marginalizing and and shitting on black people you know what i mean to say well it's just typical celebrity crap yeah probably because it's black celebrities Mm -hmm. probably because it's a black power move yeah yeah you just said it on somebody else's child y'all had problems yeah it get the fuck out of here um anyway universal's 50 shades of gray actually is looking like it's gonna make 90 million dollars this weekend uh, yeah, because we went to the movies last night to see Kingsman, and man, we left that movie. It was nothing but couples. I was like, yeah, that's going to be number one. Yeah, well, not not just nothing but couples. It was nothing but couples, and all the women had on short black skirts with, uh, like, you know, nylon. Not nylon. What are those? Like, um, fishnets. Yeah, like fishnet mm-hmm. stockings and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, I know cosplay as a nerd when I see it. Yeah. And that look like cosplay to me now. If that's, like, part of the... That, like, I, I haven't read the book. I haven't even seen the movie. I would not be shocked to be like, if they were like, yeah, part of the thing was she wore black skirts and fishnets or something. Yeah. Because everybody had them on. Yeah, so you know that was somewhere in the book somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like, like it was warm last night. The wind was blowing and it was like 29 degrees. It was freezing. People was like, damn, they're having to run to the car in their little skirts. So um I was like, anyone that's that dedicated to something, it's going to make money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's like when you see uh nerds in line for avengers and they have fucking captain america shirts on like that movie gonna make some money because yep. you don't do that no you don't unless you care shit i care i might find i might go buy me a goddamn captain america shirt yeah so i don't know man i like it's funny i had no interest in really seeing the movie um just because i don't really care but the controversy's been so much now oh, it's People are so mad at this fucking right. movie. Let them people enjoy that shit. Like it's like it promotes itself as an instructional guide into the entry of BDSM, or this like it's not a fantasy. Like, it, you know, it's not it's not like the movie itself is supposed to be consent, uh, like taken as anything more than just a fantasy for the movie. You know what I mean? Like it would be like saying, um, "Don't watch." uh star wars because people gonna think you can just fly in space i'm like well i don't know if that's really fair to say and then also it's funny seeing it come from um from women because to me it seems to be limiting what women can fantasize about Mm -hmm. what they can be entertained by what choices they can make it like their children like 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 a woman's gonna see this movie and she won't be able to help herself. She'll have to like go and fucking um, participate in this lifestyle without finding nothing else out. And that's it. You know, you're not allowed to dream about this kind of shit. You're not allowed to have any le- level of imagination about it. You need to just like once you see this, you will not be able to help yourself. It's, it's similar to the same argument people make against like hip hop uh violent movies um you know whatever where it's like you see this movie and then you can't help yourself yeah and also it's it's several things here number one i think is uh people judging bdsm like a lot of people are just on that kick where they just judge that whole genre because they don't understand it or they you know for religious reasons Mm -hmm. they just you know or, or, or whatever it is lack of understanding 
um, or just thinking it is weird. So for a lot of people, they're just judging it because they don't know what the fuck it is. So they're like, fuck it. It got violence in it. They smacking each other. It's, it's abuse. You, you, nobody's supposed to do that in the sex, in the bedroom. Says who? You? Yeah. Okay. And then two, I think a lot of people have a problem with women. Women love, uh, the books. Women love, uh, women are going to go see the movie and enjoy it. And in general, anything that women love, society and even other women go, fuck it, you love it, fuck it, because you love it. Mm-hmm. Because there's something about women being empowered mm-hmm. and women having choices and women making decisions of their own. And then when you add sexuality in there, a lot of people lose their goddamn mind about women and their sexuality. Like you're supposed to only fuck missionary style and no other position uh, in the bedroom, you know, you're not supposed to use toys. He's not supposed to hit from the back. You're not supposed to be on top. In fact, years ago, they had goddamn laws about that, about laws about certain sex positions. If you were caught like, like, like a woman couldn't be on top, you know, like that was considered a problem. So it's just one of those things where it just stems from a lot of people having issues with sex and sexuality instead of just letting people enjoy this goddamn made up film. Yeah, it's a it's a fantasy just because it's not your fantasy. It's like when people say kink is your kink is not my kink. It's a fantasy. So if someone is into that as a fantasy, I don't understand what the fucking problem is. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter like I will watch a video of a Japanese person getting on a fucking bus, getting sexually harassed, and then having sex in front of fourteen people, and I won't be like and you know what? And it's okay to go out and do this to women. Because it's a fucking fantasy. It's controlled. There's actors. There's a script. That Like, for people to be going this hard, it just, it brings to, like, either jealousy mm-hmm. or this lack of control of the narrative. Or more importantly, in my opinion, it's kind of a little bit of misogyny, even from people that think they're well-meaning. Like, Correct. Well, well, he, well, in the book, he violates these certain things. Yeah, but it's a thing that a woman thought of that she thought would be hot and sexy and that a lot of women think is hot and sexy in theory and they want to go see it on film. I don't understand why they need to be some, uh, subjected to like being it, like being judged for wanting to see this played out. It's not like they said, like I, I remember when we first talked about 50 shades of ground the show and I made this joke, but I, I'm, I'm serious when I was like, Hey, just cause your woman read 50 shades, don't try any of this shit. You know what I mean? Like you might, she might read this book and that might be a hot fantasy in her head, but you try that shit and you're going to get stabbed. You know what I mean? Like this is how you get your dick cut off. This is how you get, uh, the police called on you. This is how you end up shot. Like you need to, I was like, it doesn't matter what it says in the book as adults and as human beings, you still need to talk about all this shit before you try any of it. You know what I mean? It's like the, the idea that it would replace years and years of conversation around bdsm and 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 whatnot just seems kind of funny to me because people are mad at this movie having success and this book having success because they don't get to control the narrative and that women do like it you know right and and i think a lot of times when it comes to uh bdsm is one of those things where um a lot of people because of their lack of understanding and knowledge of it um, a lot of times it's about control, you know, like one person controlling somebody else and in some sense, some instances. And it's one of those things where people don't like not having control. A lot of people have a problem with, with that. Well, man is telling but, her what to do. But, and you're like, what does that have to do with anything? But that's not even the complaint that I'm seeing. That's not, that's not even what I'm saying. Like, I know we talked about those people, mm-hmm. the people that are like, I'm, you know, I'm Christian and how can you dare have a woman having sex and Russell Wilson? I can't believe you would see that horrible movie. Like, 
I get that. I'm talking about people that are typically liberal. People that are typically would consider themselves feminists. Being like, don't go see this movie because, uh, you know, this one, this, 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 this is going to show abuse, not, not BDSM. And my, and my thing. But here's the thing. Some people fantasy has abuse in it. Yes, it does. Some people do fantasize about it. Uh, so we try to tell them they wrong. Correct. Some- it's a fucking fantasy. They don't say I want to be abused. It's a fantasy. Some people have rape fantasies. Let's talk about it. Yes, they do. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean they want to be raped. Nope. Like, it, like to, like to me to act like women can't tell the difference is really troubling, and it makes it seem like well they got these little tiny women brains. So obviously, if they go see these movies, they gonna need they gonna end up being raped and killed and emotionally abused because they can't help themselves, guys. They just too stupid. They women. So obviously, they must believe what the fuck they see on the screen. You know, right, I, like, I find that insulting. Right. Like they're not. And a lot of it boils down to women in their sexuality. Like they're not smart enough and intelligent enough go, to go. Well, I enjoy being choked or I enjoy being smacked or I enjoy, you know, handcuffs and things like that. I enjoy this. And this is what satisfies me sexually. Right. And the second a woman is, is, is demanding what she wants in the bedroom, a lot of people goddamn panic. And then you have a lot of people. Um, like you say, misogyny from men and women because they feel like, how dare you, you know, tell a man what you want and what you desire and your fantasies and your wishes and your dreams. Who gives a fuck about you being sexually satisfied? Because that's directly what you're saying. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's insulting to that whole community of people who this is their thing and it's okay. But there, but there's a debate in the community. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's a lot of people that are going, this is the right way to do it, and that's what should be on the screen. And I'm saying, it's just too, it's just different beliefs. Right. Like, it's okay. Like, if anything, maybe maybe this will spark the genre where they can get something else on there. We can see it from a different perspective. And we can see somebody else's point, and we'll see if people are intrigued by that. Like, it's all about titillating people. It's not about actually going out and saying, this is an instructional guide on how to do this. And I think the fact that people treat it that way is something that people only do when they want to marginalize something. Like they do that shit with with uh, action movies. Well, you know, the scene where they shot up this is, is the reason that they shot up that school. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like, well, it's not like people go, I saw Fifty Shades of Grey and it never crossed my mind to abuse a woman. But now that I saw it, I believe domestic violence is okay. No, we had a problem with domestic violence before this fucking movie. We'll have a problem with it afterwards. We have a problem with abuse before this movie. We have a problem with the afterwards. The mo- the, it's not up to the fucking movie to solve abuse. It's not up to the movie to stay on message with whatever your political beliefs are. That like we need to stop internalizing that. Yeah, and 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 for me, I guess this is how I feel about it. It's okay for people in the community to agree with the movie or not agree with the movie. At the end of the day, it doesn't make a fucking difference. I feel the same way about this as I do. I I feel about goddamn nerds. I'm going to tell you why. You have nerds who, as long as it was their little thing, everything was okay. As long as they read the comic books and they talked to each other. But the second shit became mainstream and the second shit became bigger than just them and Marvel and Fox started making these movies. Then all of a sudden you have these people coming into your community who don't know shit about it. They're saying ignorant stuff. They're, they're um, un, uh, uninformed about shit. People, you know, a lot of nerds began to get mad and began to get upset and be like, beat it bum instead of embracing these people and, and trying to educate these people. And that's the thing I, I have about this. I understand everybody 
everybody's not gonna like this movie. I understand people in the community are upset, but my thing is why don't why don't they take the effort to educate these people that will start looking and, and be well, interested into are. it? In they it. are, they are, they are doing stuff like that. That's not the thing that's happening though. People are saying I don't agree with the way they portray it. That's what they're saying. Like I'm into this lifestyle. I don't want to see this version of it. It's like when people say I like Batman, but I don't like Christopher Nolan's version of Batman. You know what I'm saying? That's the debate that's happening where that, you know, you have like this internal debate and then it's more like, well, this is what's going to represent us and this is not what we want people to see. And it's like, well, fuck it. Like either like create your own thing. Correct. Hope, you know, hopefully this creates a, um, more space for people to put out their visions. That's my, you know, but, yeah. but to see people just try to shut it down, boycott it, ban it come down on it so hard i find it to be stupid and more importantly i find it to be insulting to women yes it's very fucking insulting if i was a woman and i saw the arguments being made about why the movie should be banned why it shouldn't be out why no one should watch it i would be like you think i'm a fucking idiot like you think i would let myself be emotionally abused because i saw a fucking movie i'll be like oh i was too stupid to realize i got abused i got him i Man, I'll just watch the movie and then I said a man can just fucking harass me and tell me what to do my whole life. Yeah, and the thing about it to me is at the end of the day, it's a motherfucking movie. At the end of the day, it's a goddamn movie. Period. It's a movie. It is not a movie based off of reality. It's a movie based off a book that somebody made up. You know, so uh, at the end of the day, it's all motherfucking made up. And that's the thing. And also, it's one of those things where if you want something that's based in reality, make your own. Make your own. And even with that, somebody's still going to have a problem with your reality. That's the thing. No matter what you do, somebody's going to have a problem with it. It wasn't as accurate as I thought it should have been. So it's one of those things where it's easy to critique other people's work when you don't put you didn't put the time or the effort or the money into creating and building it yourself. Put your own stuff out there. And I'm like you, this could open windows for a better movie to be made. Right, a different movie. I don't right. even say better. I don't, I don't even see the movie. It could be terrible. The but a different movie. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing happens with black people. Well, I'm tired of Tyler Perry. Why don't he give his money to somebody so they can make a movie? No, fuck Mm-mm. that. Mm-mm. You know, I want to see other people get their vision. I don't want it to be filtered through Tyler Perry. I want anybody. I want not just do I want Tyler Perry's films at the box office. I want other people to have films. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Getting more and more out there. Diversity. You know? Um, uh, but um, Anne Rice who uh is the author of uh, gothic fiction, Christian literary and, uh, literature and erotica. She went on Facebook and she uh, dropped a uh, post that I thought was um, pretty, you know, kind of summed up how I feel about it in general. She said, more on 50 Shades of Grey. As the movie makes history tonight and stirs up so much controversy, I'm an ardent feminist. I, be- I believe completely in the right of women to their own sexual fantasies. I believe in their right to write and read sexual fantasies, and I will always defend them and men against efforts to politicize or sanitize or patrol their sexual fantasies. There is inside of each of us a secret place where our desires rule without interference. That secret place is our imagination. Lecturing women on their fantasies, telling them not to like Fifty Shades because it includes abuse, is just as bad, in my opinion, as telling women that nice girls don't imagine being kissed, loved, touched, ravaged, swept off their feet. Nice girls can imagine anything they want. And in literature, people can write whatever they want. By the way, nice girls is in quotes for you guys out there. Um, um, yeah, people can, uh, can write whatever they want. Men have always enjoyed fantasies of being tied up and whipped by dominatrices. 
Uh, they have always had their erotica. They have always found their way to, to expensive brothels where professional dominatrices act out such rituals for their pleasure. Mm-hmm. Are women not equal to men? Don't women have the same right as men? I'm shocked by all the preaching about Fifty Shades. I stand up for women for their freedom, for their rights, for their imaginations, for their arts. Agreed. That's how that's how I feel exactly. This is a very odd to see people, I don't know, treat women like babies about this shit. Um, like I'm dumb and intelligent and don't know what to do with my own vagina. Yeah, you're you're still a. It's like if I. It's like saying black people shouldn't be able to see menace to society. Cause you know it doesn't. That's not how violence really is in the hood. Well, it's also a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I, if I wanted to see how violence is in the hood, I watch a fucking documentary. You know what I mean? Like Correct. it's it's so funny. People have turned me into wanting to see this movie. I didn't want to see this movie. Now I'm oh. like, now I gotta see it just so I can see what the fuck people so mad about. It can't be that fucking bad. <laughs> I don't so think it is. anyway, um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, Erica Badu. And Azalea Banks kind of got into it on Twitter. Um, and, oh, she uh, looks crazy in that pic. She is crazy, Karen. And it's fine. You know, it's it's one of those things she where people... got pe- an anime suit on. I'm sorry. It's one of those things where people saw... Um, um, people saw Azalea Banks go in on targets that they agreed with her going in on. Mm-hmm. Lupe Fiasco. Um, who else? Iggy Azalea. Uh, even when she went on Kendrick Lamar and I think she started feeling herself, you know, that cult of personality thing. Everyone's retweeting you. Everyone's, you know, uh, co-signing you and favoriting you. And I think people just get carried away sometimes. And so she, um, went in on, um, Erica Badu, um, a fan asked Erica Badu, does Erica Badu listen to Azalea Banks? Always wanted to know. And she just responded, tried. Like, she tried to listen to her. Obviously, that means she doesn't really listen to her, but she gave her a shot. Um, Azalea Banks wasn't pleased by the fact that Erica Badu doesn't listen to her. And she tweeted out, dot, 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 jealousy. And everybody was like, uh, what Erica Badu got to be jealous of you about? Right. So then she put, when artists grow old and begin to recognize their own mortality, they throw shade at younger spirits. That's not shade. Right. She tried to listen to you and she doesn't. Then she said, we see it happen all the time. Whether or not you like me, you are watching and that's what's most important. And uh, Erica responded to that uh, where to the tweet that said jealousy. She said, well, shit, I did try. Maybe you're right. I'm just too old to get it. You cool, though? You cool, though? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which is, you know, which is funny. And then she said, Azalea responded, I'm cool. I was just trying to make sure you were cool. And then the peace sign, you know, the, the hand with the two fingers up. Um, and then, uh, Erica Badu in the response, when she said, you cool though, she turned on the location in her phone. <laughs> like this is where I'm at. So if you want to see me, you know, you know where to find me. And then Azalea Banks responded, because uh, somebody was like, oh, you turned on your location. She was like, oh, you caught that. Azalea Banks responded, LOL, you just keep rocking your head wraps and buying your musky oils off the table on 125th. And Erica responded, just playing happy, lovely day. Be careful, sis. Um, And that's when Azalea responded, you have to shave your underarms before you try to come for me. What the fuck is wrong with 
And then she finally responded, LOL, just kidding, happy V-Day, keep greasing that scout, mama. So, you know, um, people went in on Azalea for that shit. I don't know what they did. Because, uh, like, there's a lot of people you can come for. Erica Badu's not one of them. Mm-mm. So, you know, and there's a lot of people that like Erica way more than her. <laughs> yes. And, a lot of people that don't even know who the fuck she is. Right. And she's still more famous for controversy than her actual music right okay right you know so people were making all kinds of jokes about her name you know Isaiah banks about substituting different flowers and uh financial institutions and shit you know what i mean so if you like rose um credit union shit like that i was rolling off of those names man but um yeah just what a what a weirdo man and this you know this is and it's like she just was never the hero people want to see her as anyway you know she does and says a lot of fucked up shit she does but i think people just go i don't like this person that she's talking about so far as i'm concerned i'm 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 rolling with this no you need to look at what people are saying and and look at the behavior and the pattern instead of just saying you said it i agree nope 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 what are you saying who who is agreeing with you right you know, it's it's deeper than that because people like that eventually will go out the target that you care about and you're going to be like, you wrong this time. Yeah. Well, they might have been wrong the other times too. I thought this story was just funny, um, very short story, but um, in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. it was snowing and on this apartment complex and all the apartments were kind of in a row, like, you know, uh, like almost like the townhouse style apartments. Mm-hmm. And there was one town, one of the houses where in the row where there was no snow that stuck to the roof. Oh, right. So all it was snow, 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 and then a patch of no snow and then back to snow again. Oh, something wrong. Yeah. So um, come to find out the police used this information to realize that there was a drug, but they, they busted them and found drugs. The roof of the suspect's house was the only one in the neighborhood that wasn't covered in snow. That's a sign of heat. Where there's heat, there's a good chance that there's a growing operation. Dutch police have been using this technique to bust other growing operations in the area. The Netherlands doesn't mind people growing or possessing small amounts of marijuana. Large growing operations like this one in this picture are a big no-no. How much fucking heat does those shit produce it? Well, you got to have your lamps and your lights and stuff like that. So, oh, so it's like a big concentrator heat. So when the snow falls, it literally melts because it's it's so much heat that it just melts away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just thought that was hilarious, man. Um, of course, not getting as much coverage as the uh, original comments. Kanye West rolled back his disc of Beck and called the Grammys a joke. Um, he paid a visit to Ryan Seacrest and his own air radio show. Wednesday to expound on his post Grammy's disc of the surprise album of the year winner. The rapper walked up to Steph's stable center in Los Angeles and bet, well, we know what happened. Uh, he told, he told Seacrest of his stair climbing antics. It was kind of a joke like the Grammys themselves. Uh, this is uh, our Super Bowl. You know, someone's got to be mad that Marshawn didn't get the ball. He said, um, Marshawn being Beyonce in this scenario, you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes sense to me. By the way, I told my girl on Twitter, KRP, I told, she was like, it's not a joke. He was serious. Listen uh-huh. to his rant. And I said, this is an obvious joke. Right. It was so, like, it's so obvious. It doesn't even need to be explained. No, was it he, doesn't. I said, was he actually upset? Yes. 
but was but does that mean he wasn't joking when he did the move where it's like i'm gonna go on stage now nah, i'll just fuck with y'all like he, he obviously he was, was fucking with everybody he everybody knew it would be funny laughed and everybody rolled on yeah as for respect to artistry west explained that he was upset beck didn't mention the other nominees as worthy in the category during the speech beck is one of the nicest guys and one of the most respected musicians in the game so it's nothing that i would want to do as a fellow musician to disrespect him in any way that was a miswording on my part um and west went on to describe the grammys thusly they're like a broke clock they're right only like twice a day um but yeah th- you know i feel like um people are um you know people like people don't want to hear him say that that was a joke because it makes it better if he was legitimately serious. an asshole and you know serious about it, it gives their narrative more more to roll with yeah um you know and then of course uh he's so um beck is so adorable you know he's so uh harmless that nah, i believe that that people see him and they go look at kanye west bullying him but i really do think it was just more of a joke um than anything else same here um the daily news was reporting that beyonce was pissed over kanye's antics i don't think she but was it's the daily news right and she pub she never publicly came out and said that yeah. so okay yeah um there was an article though all the times that kanye west gave his own awards to someone else apparently he's, he's done that um before i had no idea that he did that he did this me either he gave his best hip his best rap slash hip-hop male award for the american music awards to lil wayne wow what was that first one uh what was the first one uh b video of the year bet award he gave it to b to big boy and ugk um let me turn up the volume and then i'll be coming up on some of the, the awards but this one i'm happy that i fixed it up and everything um i just knew i looked at bus i said definitely ugk um i feel like should have won should have won this and I, i've been waiting for the opportunity to actually win an award that I felt like I shouldn't win. So I could tell y'all. <laughs> that really, this is just my opinion that I'm just a fan. And if I'm passionate about it, I feel like that. So, you know, uh, no disrespect. And I, I realized that y'all gave me this award because I've done so many good videos. You know what I'm saying? But so no disrespect to the people who made this, you know, this decision. But I wanna, I wanna get this award right here to Big Boy and Brian Barber, because in my opinion, I feel like this is the best video. Yeah. And Big Boy and Brian Barber came up to the to the stage. I know, I didn't notice. Now, that, now that I'm telling, now that's that's honor right there. That's what I'm talking about. When we talk about unity, man. You know what I'm saying? They can say whatever they want to say, man, but. I mean, we're here, to, we're here to stay, man. It's global right now, man. And what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to shoot it right back to you, though, man, because you deserve this as much as anybody else, man. And we love you like that. Thank y'all for your support. They always cut the mic off on me at this time, but I just want to say thanks for supporting me. I appreciate it. I'm glad y'all enjoyed my creativity. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I want to give a special shout-out because y'all boys need to take care of y'all kids. I want to give a shout-out to the Welcome All Path on 6 and 9. We had a win this morning, and we still got to the wars. We'll see y'all. It's going to be some smoke in the city tonight. What's up, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank uh, 
John Records, rapping our records, double dose, two trillion. My wife and kids love y'all. Let's go out and party tonight. No guns, no drama. Find you somebody you want to lay down with and have a good night. So, <laughs> so that was uh BT video of the year. Uh, the AMAs, he uh, gave award to Lil Wayne. Here are Jordan Sparks and Enrique Iglesias. I'll stick to the script, I promise. This year has been a first in so many ways. And, who, and, and whoever wins this award is going to be the first time they have won in this category. And two of our nominees uh, would be taking home the American, uh, American Music Award for the first time. All right. Uh, by the way, congrats on your award. Oh, thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait. Before that. And the American uh, Music Award goes to you. Do the honors, okay. Jordan. Kanye West. I really appreciate these two awards, but I gotta say, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of music, so, and I got my opinion, and I, I want to give this award to Wayne for this year. If it was last year, this would have been my award. <laughs> This year's Wayne Award. We we'll see what happens next year. Thank y'all. Uh, a album of the year Grammy Award. He gave it to Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. We're here to present the award of the Grammy Best Rap Album of the Year. But first, here's a little free hip hop history lessons for all the kids out there. The first rap Grammy ever to, to go to anybody was DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. The parents were for Justin understand, 1989. Today, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince are both parents, and we're pretty sure they understand. <laughs> so Jeff and Will, on behalf of all of us, all the kids out there, because I know I'm still a minor. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> and now... Man, I forgot how black Akon was. Oh, he's dark. He like the same colors that cold. Yeah. Right, I barely could see him. No, I see the white of his teeth. Like mask tuxedo, tuxedo. Category was some tuxedo mask, tuxedo mask. I mean, always kicking the best rap album Grammys has gone to some of the best, like Jay Z, Eminem, Outkast, and the name man, Kanye West. So here are this year's brilliant nominees for best rap album. Let me skip the Kanye's part of speech. Come on, guys. Man, look at bad job of editing. It definitely feels good to be home here at the Grammys. You know, we snuck in about four years ago, four or five years ago, and now we basically made this our new place of residence. And um, when working on a hip hop album in a state, you know, with the music game, they say like, you know, you can't sell records. So uh, a lot of people said hip hop was dead, not just Nas, but you know, a lot of people just said like the art form wasn't popping like that anymore. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to cross the genres and show people, you know, how we could still express ourselves with something fresh and new. And that's what hip hop has always been about, you know, coming out with new sounds and stuff. So, 
always so common, like, man, you got to time the album out better. You can't drop them the same year as me, man. You got to, this is, this is my award. Um, I want to, and for Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse, come on. You, you, you going to play music on me? Oh, he couldn't even take him. <laughs> he was like, get off the stage. Mark Ronson, I'm Amy Winehouse. If I, if I don't get to get up here for album of the year, you deserve it just as much as me. I deserve it, too. <laughs> and just to say something about my mother, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the uh, prayers. It would be in good taste to stop the music then. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Right. Just being rude. Yeah. It would be in good I appreciate taste. everything. And I know you're really proud of me right now. And I know you wouldn't want me to stop. And you want me to be the number one artist in the world. And mama, all I'm gonna do is keep making you proud. We run this. Yeah, he's like, y'all just being motherfucking rude. Then on Hot 97, when Angie Martinez, he told her that he don't uh, keep any of his awards. Hmm. Um, he said, I don't know where any of my awards are, where my awards are. I don't have my awards in my house and stuff. I don't have plaques. I don't have no awards. My greatest award is what I'm about to do. Mm. so yeah man um that being said it doesn't mean that every artist should ascribe to that it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that he gets to pick that beck should have to do that or whatever um i just think it's cool that he does you know yeah, too. i think he's kind of a jerk for telling somebody else that they should get a award back <laughs> like that's some fucked up shit man yep <clears throat> um apparently terrorism is uh is in style this is coming back yeah, this was hot in the street, apparently. Um, uh, I guess uh, a German city had to call off their street parade over a terror attack threat. Wow. A German city of Braunschweig was can- uh, has canceled a popular carnival street parade because of fears of an imminent terror attack. Police spokesman Thomas Grease said police received credible information that there was a concrete threat of an attack. Uh, Sunday on Sunday parade and therefore called on all visitors to stay at home. That sucks. Braunschweig's Carnival Parade is the biggest one in northern Germany and draws about 250,000 visitors each year. So people don't schedule time off work, have made plans to go out with the kids, and now all that shit is just canceled. Many They said it was canceled only 90 minutes before it started. Oh, could you imagine people, the vendors, like, you know, by then, vendors are set up, people done prepared food, like, people are actually there with that short of a notice, like, and they're prepared to, to do shit, so what do they do with all this shit, do they get their money back? I mean, you, you should have told me before I bought my ass out here. Yeah. Um, they said... Some people already had arrived at the train station in costume. Right. But uh, they were disappointed because they just, you know, the police said, we don't want to take any risk. Well, then you should have you should have decided not to take a risk a day or two before so I could have made other plans. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. If you get the threat, when you get the threat, what do you do? You, that's assuming they got the threat two days ago, Karen. Oh, that's true. They got the threat 30 minutes before it was about to start. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, everybody just go out there, fuck it. No. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure this won't make the news that we said, okay, fuck it. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> no, I'm assuming that you got it before then. I, can, right, I might be that's wrong, but yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming. Because you know how convenient terrorists are with their threats. <laughs> 
you know, I'm assuming, you know, Terrors are nice. You know, they send you a three day text, you know, be like, a, look, a Google don't. calendar alert. Right. But I like, look, I'm telling you now, but you know, fuck around with me if you want to. We're, we're going to blow shit up. Yeah. And the five minutes they get the, they get the reminder five minutes before, look, I done told you. Yeah. Um, mass shooting foiled in Nova Scotia. Canadian police said on Friday they foiled a plot in which at least two people allegedly planned to commit a mass shooting in the east province of Nova Scotia on Valentine's Day. One of the alleged plotters was dead by the time he was located. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said in a Canadian, in a statement, the plot involved a 19 year old man from Timberlea, Nova Scotia and 23 year old woman from Geneva, Illinois. Police said they obtained information that suggested two had access to firearms and intended to go to a public venue in Halifax, Nova Scotia region on February 14th to kill people and then themselves. Oh, this is up there near Clover Shirley, and ain't it, Canada? Yes, that is where Clover and Shirley are located. We were on that show yesterday. Yes. Should it be on iTunes soon? The police statement did not suggest a possible motive for the shooting. Evidence suggests two other Nova Scotia males, ages 20 and 17, were involved, though their role is still to be determined. Police said they found a 19-year-old male dead at a residence early on Friday, and the 20-year-old male and the 23-year-old male were arrested at Halifax Airport. The 17-year-old male was arrested elsewhere. We believe we have apprehended all known individuals in this matter and eliminated the threat. We are not seeking any further suspects at this time. Mm. Mm-hmm. People about to kill people on Valentine's Day, man. Um, terrorists don't take a break for love. Yeah, no, no idea what race those terrorists were, <clears throat> but uh, you know, obviously, it's, we'll use that to hate Muslims because that's what we do. Uh, Yale police officer. This is happened a while ago, and we just hadn't covered it. Uh, Yale police officer uh, held um, held a student at gunpoint. And it turned out that it was Charles Blow's son, who's a columnist. Uh, who's, who's he a columnist for? Let me look that up. Uh, New York Times. Uh, Yale University has responded to an incident in which a campus police officer held a black male student at gunpoint after thinking the student matched the description of a burglary suspect. The student is the son of New York Times columnist Charles Blow. After tweeting that he was fuming over the incident, Blow wrote an article about his son's encounter with the officer, explaining the student was leaving the library Saturday evening when the officer began following him. The officer ultimately raised his gun and told him to get on the ground, he wrote. He said his son was then asked his name and to produce his student ID. He mentions that his that he took particular issue with how his son was stopped. Why was a gun drawn first? I am reminded of what I have always known, but... Uh, but some, but what some should cho- would choose to deny that there is no way to work your way out, earn your way out of this sort of crisis. In these moments, what you've done matters less than how you look. Right. There is no amount of respectability that can bend a gun's barrel. All of your our boys are bound together. Blow also tweeted hashtag I can't breathe and hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag associated with the protests over the deaths of Michael Brown and Eric Gardner, who were killed by police officers last year. Mm-hmm. he said this is exactly why i have no patience for people trying to convince me that the fear these young black men feel isn't real right. hashtag racial battle fatigue on monday yale university sent an email back in the yale police department of course they would but saying an investigation will be conducted into the fact that the officer drew his gun the school also noted the actual suspect was found and arrested a short distance away 
let us be clear we have great faith in the yale police department and admire the professionalism that its officers display on a daily basis to keep our campus safe what happened on cross campus on saturday is not a replay of what happened in ferguson staten island cleveland or so many other places in our time or over time or in time in our time and time and in our time and over time in the united states the the officer who himself is african-american ha it doesn't matter yeah okay who gives a fuck about that was responding to a specific description relayed by individuals who have reported a crime in progress even though the officer's decision to stop and detain the the student may have been reasonable the fact that he drew his weapon during the stop requires a careful review yeah that's the problem he had he could have simply asked him for his id careful review my ass that's the problem he pulled his gun Mm -hmm. he pulled his gun According to Yale Daily News, there have been a string of thefts on campus. Students have reported laptops, a wallet, and an iPad and checkbook missing. The intruder had also been reported to police. Now, here's another thing that's kind of kind of weird about this, right? It's not like he said armed robberies. Suspect is armed and dangerous. Uh-uh. This sounds like someone's grabbing a laptop when someone's not looking. Going in someone's bag, taking an iPad, checkbook. It sounds like a student crime. Not even a student. It just doesn't sound like a violent crime. Correct. So to just pull a fucking gun on someone seems way above the fucking, especially for someone you don't know did anything. Right? You Like, you could just say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Blah, blah, blah. This motherfucker just pulled his gun out. Get on the ground. Let me see your student ID. That's how we're attacking it. Now, if this had been a white suspect, and hey, suspect is white male, six feet tall, wearing Birkenstocks. Are you just gonna fucking start pulling guns on every white dude on campus? No, you're not. Correct. And we know you're not. So that's the where the bullshit comes in hand. No, it's not Ferguson. No, it's not Staten Island. No, it's not Cleveland. But um, we're one misunderstanding, one bullet from it being any of those places. You know, and the fact that it's not, but you still pull guns on innocent, unarmed people. It's kind of our fucking point. You know what I mean? That's kind of the point. And so what happened if he would have shot him? Right. Yeah. You know, I'd have still been mad because you shot an unarmed person. Right. Well, well, you didn't shoot him. So I guess it's okay. Right. And him being black does not excuse his power and authority as being a police officer. Right. Well, he had on both shoes and he was a white male. So we pulled guns on all the white people. That's not what happens. Ever. Mm-mm. We've never read that story. You know what I mean? Because laws would change. Right, yeah. Because police would get fired for just pulling guns on people right. like that. Right, y'all wouldn't be stopping and frisking people and shit. Nope. Yeah, and of course, Charles Blow wrote, uh, told CNN that his son's feeling better. And he says he realizes that there are other young people who have fewer privileges, less access, and endure even greater traumas, but whose stories go unreported until something truly tragic happens. We want He wants focus to remain on them. I couldn't be prouder of him for having the wisdom to recognize that. So... But yeah, man, just doesn't matter, dog. I mean, don't get more respectable than going to Yale. <laughs> right? So all these pull your pants up people, you can go fuck yourselves on that one, dog. Don't get like can't use, you know, can't use that as a oh well that's why they arresting you. Cause I'm going to Yale coming from the library? Is that why they pulling their gun on me? Cause hip hop? Is that what it is? Is that the problem? Um <laughs> This is crazy. A lawyer for Jamie Castano. Oh, wait, let me write down. Charles Blow's son in the show notes. 
all right a lawyer for jamie castano the new york university student who was arraigned this week for allegedly setting his classmate on fire told a judge that she didn't think prosecutors would be able to prove that castano's victim wasn't participating Mm. that's right how you gonna prove that you know it wasn't consensual burning alive according to the daily news Alyssa gamlio castano's attorney argued that the sleeping 19 year old woman to whom castano sang as her mattress burned had been so drunk the night of the incident that she blacked out so that excuses it i do not think she knows what happened or her participation in this gamlio told the judge nor do i think people will be able to prove that she was not sort of participating in some of this activity NYU said Castano had been ex- expelled in September after an internal investigation, though Gamliel told the judge at, at his hearing uh, earlier this week that he left on his uh, of his own accord. Castano was released on $50,000 bond for the, ca- in the case in which he has not yet been indicted. Oh, so wait, the Jamie Castano was a dude. Okay, got it. Um, so uh, he burned a girl who was sleeping. Uh and now she's reportedly studying abroad. I wonder if a deal was reached on the law. It might be. For her to leave. You know? Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, so, um, yeah, that's crazy. It's, uh, well, she was, it was playing the burning game. You know, the burning game. Mm. Where you, uh, you, uh, wait till someone passes out drunk and then you light them on fire. And there's no way to prove that y'all weren't both in on it together. Just because someone got lit on fire, it's my fault? Come on now. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, demoted Catholic Cardinal says that radical feminists are to blame for priests being pedophiles. Oh, is that? Can y'all stop, please, ladies, being all radical with your feminization? A hundred. You making people be pedophiles of these kids because of y'all you think these priests want to suck these little kids dicks no if you don't get out of here this bullshit. They, they they you know they they would love for the choir boys to just go home unmolested you know they would love for the only time and altar boys on his knees is when he's praying to the lord but y'all and y'all radical feminism now we got to rape the kids it's your fault uh controversial conservative catholic cardinal Try saying that five times fast. Said in the interview that the forces of radical feminism have brought the once mighty church to its knees with a little boy's cock in his mouth. Okay, I editorialized a little bit. <laughs> Led to a fluffy feminized view of sexuality and made way for generations of pedophile priests. Cardinal Raymond Burke said in an interview with the website The New Evangelism. Uh, drawing men to Jesus Christ and his Catholic church. Evangelism? Really? Wait, church needs you to change it to evangelism? Like men in this Twitter? Like church needs that? Church? One of the biggest forms of patriarchy on the planet going ever? Church needs to be putting these women in their place? Church. The sit down and be silent woman don't wear no pants church. Is like, nah, 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 nah. We getting too feminist lately. Oh, Lord. We need to set these bitches back in their place, okay? 
too feminist yeah a lot of these women are not understanding when we tell them to be subservient to their husbands somehow it's not getting across so we need to take the church back he said they say that the church needs to return to its male-centered roots and stop catering to women's issues in order to regain its once robust standing in the world oh so fuck the bitches yeah y'all women y'all mouths and opinions and shit what you want right are you serious on a sunday you must be out your mind ah burke is the former st louis cardinal uh, shout out to that 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 uh baseball team who uh <laughs> who headed the vatican's uh highest court until the recent run-in with pope francis saw him demoted to a ceremonial position far from the church to see the power uh yeah people love him from pope francis Burke has used his position in the Catholic hierarchy to harangue Democrats and endorse radical Republican politics, an ideological orientation that has been increasingly at odds with the new Pope's more pluralistic church. Now Burke is lashing out at what he sees as over-feminized church that has marginalized men. I think that there's been a great confusion with regard to the specific vocation of men in marriage and of men in general in church during the past 50 years or so. Burke told the new evangelism in an interview is due to a number of factors, but the radical feminization, which has assaulted the church of society since 1960s has left the men very marginalized. Unfortunately, the radical feminist movement strongly influenced the church leading the church to constantly address women's issues at the expense of addressing critical issues. Important to men, the importance of the father, whether in the union of marriage or not, the importance of a father to children, the importance of fatherhood to, for priests, the critical impact on man of a manly character, the emphasis on the particular gifts that God gives to men for the good of the whole society. The goodness and importance of men became as became very obscure, he said, and that needs to change. Women and their needs have not only decimated church, he said, but the institution of marriage as well. I recall in the mid 19s, um, um, these women that you marry, right? Yeah. Y'all fucking up the institution of marriage guys, which I, which I want to be half of the marriage. Y'all need to chill out with that shit. Going to marry another man. Then you don't want me anyway. It sound like the rules and regulations is all male based. Well, that's the only choice they got. I recall in the mid seventies, young men telling me that they were in a certain way frightened by marriage because of the radicalization and self-focused attitudes of women that were emerging at the time. These young men were concerned that entering marriage would simply not work because of a constant and insistent demand, demanding of rights for women. These divisions between women and men have gotten worse since then. I would tell those young men to sit on my lap and put my hand on their knee. Have a long conversation looking into their eyes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's from the fan fiction. Uh, worst of all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, worst of all, he says the church took a fluffy, womanly attitude towards sexuality. Making things worse, there was a very fluffy, superficial kind of catechetical, wait, catechetical, catechetical, all right, catechetical approach uh, to the question of human sexuality and the nature of the marital relationship, he said, which has led to sexual anarchy and abundant availability of pornography, homosexuality, and child sex abuse. That's what the problem was. None of that shit was happening before this, guys. Before women got rights, there was no such thing as sexual abuse, porn, or homosexuality. Thanks, women. Appreciate you. 
Don't do me no favors. You know what I'm saying? Come on, fellas. You know it wasn't no gays before the the women got the, the equal rights. The gift of human sexuality is turned into a means of self-gratification, often at the expense of another person, whether in heterosexual relationships or in homosexual relations. A man who has not been formed with a proper identity as a man and as a father figure will ultimately become very unhappy. These poorly formed men become addicted to pornography, sexual promiscuity, alcohol, drugs, and a whole gamut of addictions. Uh, the church itself, he says, become very feminized. Women are wonderful, of course. Of course. Who doesn't love a woman? Am I right, guys? Come on. You don't love a woman. Now, he said, uh, of course, though. Mm-mm. Everything you described was fuck these bitches. We put up with y'all because we got to put up with y'all. Not because we care about you. Not because we love you. Not because, you know, we desire you. Not because we think the world of you. But because, oh, fuck it. Why? Because the Bible said I got to fuck you. Not because I really want to. But not because it's my desire to. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, these dudes can't even have sex with women fuck you talking about right because they made an oath mm-hmm. i'm a poorly for a man when the last time you smell pussy that's what i would do i just come to this <laughs> i just come to his office and blowing his breath and be like ah, that's what pussy smell like bah. <laughs> um but yeah so he was like uh um oh the church itself has become very feminized. Women are wonderful. Of course, they respond very naturally to the invitation to be active in the church. Apart from the priest, the sanctuary has become full of women. The activities in the parish and even the liturgy have been influenced by women and have become so feminine in many places that men do not want to get involved. The result, he said, is that real men have been driven away from church and made room for pedophile priests, an era that he confidently asserts is over. Here's the thing, though. Bitch, what? Yeah, here's the thing, though. Women can't win either way. Right. Because you could look at this as women are the only people keeping the church alive because they keep bringing their ass there. And men are the ones who abandoned the church because they gave up on it. But instead, women keep supporting the church and then get shitted on for doing so and known as because you say, hey, I keep coming to this church. I would like for it to have some sort of acknowledgement of my presence right because i'm here because i'm the one giving money i'm the one here with my kids every week letting you fuck them uh the least we can do is like you know throw me a bone every once in a while and and this dude goes um bitch it's your problem it's your fault that the men ain't here it's not what we're saying it's not what we're doing it's your fault it's not that we fucked half of them and they might have ptsd when they walk through the doors no that's not it it's your fault for you being a woman with your nasty vagina up in here slapping them lips together how I'm supposed to preach and all I hear is vagina lips flapping all over the place. In the background, talking. Right. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to talk to y'all and I, all I, right. I don't want to hear that. I'd rather hear butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear wings flapping and I'm trying to, I'm trying to save souls. Right. I don't, I don't want to hear them always wings flapping. What is we talking about here? Yeah. Like, I, you know, hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save everybody and, you know. Right. Oh no, that's terrible. Um, no, that's terrible. What is this? What is going on with these sound effects today? Anyway, you just you just said wings flapping. There you go. Are you those vagina lips flapping? Sounds like sounds like some vagina lips flapping up in the breeze or something. I don't know what's going on here. Vagina lips flapping. 
I heard it. Did you hear that? I know everybody heard the vagina lips flapping. It's a bird. It's oh, a plane. No, no oh, it's no. vagina lips. No, I just want to give a speech. Now I listen to your vagina lips flapping. Uh, he says, we can also see that our seminaries are beginning to attract many strong young men who desire to serve God as priests. The new crop of young men are manly and confident about their identity. This is a welcoming, welcome development, for there was a time period when men who were feminized and confused about their own sexual identity had entered the priesthood. Sadly, some of these disordered men sexually abused minors, a terrible tragedy for which the church mourns. Um, the reality is a lot of these dudes were gay. Mm. They had these positions. They don't really care. Well, they were gay because feminism, Karen. No, 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 no. There no. were no gay people before feminism. Remember? No, no, I'm not buying that. No, no. These dudes were gay. Mm. They went into these positions. Right. They don't care about women. And what do you do if you have these quote-unquote strong men that start coming out and be like, I think women should have more position and power? Because I think women are equal. What 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 do you say to these men? Do that makes them less of a man, or do you think that the women done got to him and done stripped him of his manlyhood? He can't be man enough to say, "Hey, doll, uh, women ain't a second class citizen. Women aren't second class citizens, and I think that they should have the same rights in the church as men. Are these men less than, or would you listen to him because he has a penis and he's poking in your goddamn eye? Mm, okay, that's a good point. Probably because of the penis in my eye. You know, you got to listen in. It's like, get that penis out of my eye. What are you doing? Young boys don't want to do things with girls. It's just natural. The girls were also very good at altar service, so many boys drifted away over time. I want to emphasize the practice of having exclusively boys as altar service has nothing to do with the inequality of women in church. Work. What upsets me is that it, I don't know. It fucking frustrates me when you say men, 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 men. Oh, okay, women, women. Okay, men, 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 men. Fuck you, bitches. Men, 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 men. And then now, if these women that continually come, even though you you claim that these men are in decline, if these women be like, fuck y'all, I'm taking me and my children that have not been molested and going somewhere else, and you start losing money and people stop attending and all that shit. Well, how are you going to recruit people and who's going to come support your bullshit then? Yeah, and that'll also be women's fault, right? Like, there's nothing will ever be the church's fault. It'll never be men's fault. It's just women's fault. Y'all fuck up everything. It couldn't possibly be that we need to do anything differently. Uh, in the end, he said, we have to be very clear with men about purity, chastity, modesty, and even the way men dress and present themselves. Men's behaviors and dress matter. For it affects how they relate to the world and it affects the culture. Men need to dress and act like men in a way that is respectful to themselves, to women, and to children. Acceptance of sin in our daily lives, Burke says, means that younger men no longer come to confession. They have been taught, he said, that their bodies are not sinful and that masturbation is acceptable, placing their immortal souls in danger. Man, if you get all the way to the gates and God is like, man, you were jerking it, dog. And uh, right. Appreciate you saving them kids from that fire. Yeah, I, I appreciate you helping the homeless. Look, yeah, couldn't look past the, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, buddy. I, you know, I know you gave to the needy. I know you yeah. had homeless shelters. I know, you know, you had all these programs out there. Oh, 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 sorry. Hold on. Regina, this flapping. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> couldn't hear you for a second. Go ahead, Karen. <laughs> Got lost in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you like, you know what? Um, I know that you've done great and marvelous, you know, works for humanity, but you know what? I can't get past you wasting seed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Gotta go to hell. But I appreciate all your services. Um, of course, this is lethal. Le- he says, uh, of course, this is lethal for men, especially young men. Young men may begin to engage in sexual sin or masturbation. Men have been told, men told me that when they were teenagers, they confessed to sin of masturbation in the confessional. A priest would say, oh, that's nothing you should be confessing. Everybody does that. That's wrong. <laughs> I want to hear about them jerking off sessions. All right. Yeah, he was like, you just going to stop telling me because you ain't a teenager? Y'all better stop telling these kids they can jerk off without telling us about it. I, I got to hear about it. So anyway, uh, fuck this dude. Um, you know. He's, uh, has some pretty, you know, pretty radical views on y'all ladies. Uh, let's see what else happened here. Um, uh, Emil Hirsch, who's an actor, allegedly put a female executive in a headlock at a party last month. You thought that was okay? Uh, yeah, he was questioned by police last month for tracking Paramount exec Danny Bernfeld at a Sundance Film Festival party. Uh, he appeared intoxicated and asked her why she looked so tough and said she was a rich kid and should not be at Sundance. He put her in a chokehold uh, from behind, pulled her across the table and onto the floor and landed on top of her. <gasps> While on top, he wrapped his hands around her neck and began to choke her. She said she felt as though the front and the back of her throat were touching and she remembers things going dark. Two bystanders eventually pulled Hirsch off of her. Uh, he's in charge of felony assault and checked in the rehab for alcohol addiction. Uh, what is it about being drunk that makes you try to kill a woman? Though? I don't know. I, I do I've not. been drunk. I've been drunk, too, and I've never attacked anybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, that alcohol and shit gets a pass for so many people, which is weird to me. Correct. Because, like, you, you can't fucking, like, I we've been everyone's been drunk you, you can't be it's not a it's not a catch-all for everything right i shot somebody i was drunk that 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 does not fly yeah he was in lone survivor savages i mean some bad movies darkest hour killer joe uh speed racer playing the main character of speed um he was into in wasn't he into the wild i want to say he was into yeah he was he was into the wild as a main character um girl next door so he's been in a lot of movies man but jesus dude um hopefully his career is over but knowing hollywood he'll be working next week uh, he will be and if i was hard to the fuck out of him yeah, you well, don't do that. They got a felony, you know, that pending, you know, we'll see what happens. And I press all all the charges. Uh black Mississippi judge opens a can of whoop ass on white murderers. <laughs> United States District Judge tasked with sentencing the men responsible for murdering James Craig Anderson in Mississippi in two thousand eleven asked him to sit down while he read a lengthy statement about the history of race relations of uh Mississippi. Uh, on June 26, 2011, Daryl Deadman Jr., John Aaron Rice, and Dylan Wade Butler drove into Jackson, Mississippi, which they referred to as Jaffrica, to go fuck some, with some niggers. They came across Anderson, a 49-year-old auto plant worker, and assaulted him while yelling white power. 
while anderson was on the ground deadman ran him over with his truck <gasps> two women who were involved in the altercation and who encouraged the trio to kill anderson pleaded guilty to hate crimes in december for their role in the criminal conspiracy of course because they weren't trying to get charged with murder u.s district judge carlton reeves one of only two african-americans to serve as a federal at a fed to serve as a federal judge in mississippi spoke to Devin rice and butler before sentencing them to hate crime charges related to anderson's death mississippi has expressed its savagery in a number of ways throughout its history slavery being the coolest example but a close second being mississippi's infatuation with lynches he said reeves compared the number of blacks who died via lynches to other statistics commonly associated with the tragedy of in american culture 4,742 African-Americans who were killed by lynch miles contrast with 1,401 prisoners who have been executed legally in the United States since 1976. Mm. In modern times, that number represents more than those killed in Operation Iraqi Freedom and more than twice the number of American casualties in Operation Enduring Freedom, the Afghanistan conflict. Turning to home, this number also represents 1,700 more than who were killed on September 11th. Quoting one Mississippi historian, Reeves noted that the 40 martyrs whose names are inscribed in the National Civil Rights Memorial in Montgomery, Alabama, 19 were killed in Mississippi. How was it that half who died did so in one state? My Mississippi, your Mississippi, and our Mississippi. Mississippi soil has been stained with the blood of folk whose names have been synonymous with the civil rights movement like Emmett Till, Willie McGee, James Cheney, Andrew Goodman, Michael Schwerner, Vernon Dahmer, George W. Lee, Megar Evers, and Matt Charles Parker. On June 26, 2011, four days short of his 49th birthday, the blood of James Anderson was added to the Mississippi soil. The common denominator of these deaths of these individuals was not their race. It was not that they all were engaged in freedom fighting. It was not that they would have been engaged in criminal activity trumped up or otherwise no the common denominator was the last thing that each of these individuals saw was the inhumanity of racism the last thing that each felt was the audacity and the agony of hate senseless hate crippling maiming them and finally taking away their lives like the marauders of ages past these young folks conspired planned and coordinated a plan of attack on certain neighborhoods in the city of jackson for the sole purpose of harassing terrorizing physically assaulting and causing bodily injury to black folk they punched and kicked them about their bodies, their heads, their faces. They proud. They came ready to hurt. They used dangerous weapons. They targeted the weak. They recruited and encouraged others to join in the co- coordinated chaos. And they boasted about their shameful activity. This was a 2011 version of the nigger hunts. What is so disturbing, so shocking, so numbing is that these nigger hunts were perpetrated by our children, students who live among us educated in our public schools and our private academies students who play football lined up on the same side of scrimmage line with black teammates average students and honor students kids who work during school and in the summers kids who now had full-time jobs and some of whom were even unemployed i asked the question earlier but what could transform these young adults into violent creatures that victims saw it was nothing the victims did they were not championing any cause political social economic Nothing they did, not a wolf whistle, not a supposed crime, nothing they did. There is absolutely no doubt that in the view of the court, the victims were targeted because of their race. The simple fact is that what turned these children into criminal defendants was a joint decision to act on racial hatred. Today, we take another step away from Mississippi's torture past. 
we have moved we move farther away from the abyss indeed mississippi is a place in the and a state of mind and those who think they know about her people and her past will also understand that her story has not been completely written mississippi has a present and a future that present and future has promised as demonstrated by the work of the officers within this these state and federal agencies black and white male and female in this mississippi they work together to advance the rule of law having learned from mississippi's inglorious past these officials know that in advancing the rule of law the criminal justice system must operate without regard to race creed or color this is the strongest way mississippi can reject these notions he said before sentencing deadman to 50 years rice to 18 years and butler to seven years all without possibility of parole for their roles in the commission of a hate crime deadman already faces two life sentences after pleading guilty to capital murder in 2012 he had enough of that shit for real that dude was not fucking he was like listen white boys i'm gonna need y'all to have a seat uh but you gonna want to sit for this y'all niggas about to go away for a long long time they should never gave me this case <laughs> like you know when that landed on his he was like mm, this is why i did it i'll take this one this is a lot all oh, worth all the school and you know they was you know people was like please don't please please whatever you do don't give a damn don't give a damn fuck yeah. you got that case yeah, oh, I know when they walked in that courtroom and seen him smiling, because you know you're smiling. Wait, man, from ear to ear, the whole mm-hmm. trial. Have a seat, boys. I know it's like, God damn. Probably just watched Mississippi burning. <laughs> Time to kill. He thought about that letter. Mm-hmm. He was like, you will not be doing this. And he, it was so well written, too. You mm-hmm. know, it was one of those things where you, you know, if you had any humanity, you couldn't even argue his point. Right. So, I I appreciate you. You know, that's what's up. Um, let's see what else are we going to talk about. I guess we get into our uh, some segments now. Um, yeah, let's get into some segments. Um, let's start with uh, the Cosby Show. Why not? Why not start there? That's where everybody as well likes. Uh, just find my music. Uh, how about mm, this version? just go in um in hindsight bill cosby books on love sex and family are incredibly creepy this is from washington post you don't say sex at my age has become exhausting bill cosby lamented in 1987 upon turning 50 this was one year after he allegedly assaulted an 18 year old barbara bowman in a reno uh hotel room and two decades into what appears to be a hidden life now broken wide open with accusations of drugging, rape, and harassment from dozens of women. But in his book, Time Flies, and when you're drugged, oh wait, that's not it, that's in subtitle. <clears throat> Published at the height of Cosby, America's favorite father told us he wasn't into sex anymore. 
just as i no longer can go one-on-one in basketball the way i once did i also lack the stamina to go one-on-one in the bed the way i did in my salad days uh Kazi wrote but it was all right he reassured fans i'm actually in tune with the times for recent surveys have revealed that most women would rather cuddle than have sex and i am the clark gable of cuddlers mm-hmm. i don't believe that mm-hmm. well that's what they want but that ain't what they get yeah uh, but even the heavily sanitized Cosby is revealing. This story purports to be his own life in his own words, a tale coming from not from Heathcliff, but from Bill, he emphasizes. And lurking among the laugh lines and life lessons is an intensely vain man fixated on sex, a man for whom women can stir violence or desire, a man seeking to appease his wife while remaining aware of his darker appetites. It would be too much to say that these pages foreshadow the accusation before Cosby t- today. They don't but they don't really contradict them either. Yes, the books are still funny, but reading them now, they're mostly creepy. As a boy, Kazi liked to hurt little girls because they deserved it. If a girl wanted onto a football field while I was playing, he writes, I would make, I might make knocking her down a part of my fly pattern for a girl was only honorary human being. And if my roller skating assumed to a certain grand sweep, a girl or two might hit the cement, not an unfitting position for such a lesser part of humanity. Uh, he makes no apology for his violence. Girls were kind of dopey, it kind of dopey enemy, he explains. And boys like him simply practiced the violence that was so essential to their becoming men. That violence mm-hmm. ended when puberty started. In the lineup in school, Kazi recalls, I saw, I now saw girls as if for the first time. Objects of derision had become objects of desire. Uh, <laughs> uh, objects either way, of course. Uh, but aside from the game mm-hmm. of, of spinning the bottle, post office of seven minutes of heaven, young Cosby's first chance at anything appropriate, approximating real sex came on a Saturday in North Philly at the home of one of his earliest girlfriends. My heart began to pound for I really loved this girl and I thought of her as considerably more than just a package of J-O-N-E-S. Nervously, I went inside. She closed the door. I didn't move too far from it. And then she did the loveliest thing. She pulled up her dress. There it was in all its glandular grandeur. Had I ever seen one of those things before, I probably would have seized the moment to run right out the door. But this is a new sight for me, a deeply fascinating one, like Grant's tomb or the Grand Canyon. So that's it, I thought, as she held up her dress. There it is. One way to get pregnant just has to be playing around with that. Um, Uncertainly, I moved towards her, trying to follow my heart and not my hormones. And then I pulled down her dress to show what that I came in peace. And we merely rubbed against each other for a while. See, he's a gentleman, Karen. Uh, in his early teen, dancing allowed him to explore the female drop body. You enveloped the girl, hoping that she would fit neatly into the contours of your body, and then slowly rocked her as you were putting a baby to sleep. It was a trip to the moon if the girl gave you both a little pelvis and a little knee. And, oh. And what we call the grind. Mm. What's she doing with her knees? I don't know. Maybe in the, maybe that's why you got to be asleep. You got to get in them knees. Yeah, apparently so. There's something spectacular about them. Got that grown man in them, in them knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see what else it says. Um, about 15 to 16 became bolder. Sometimes I managed to lure one of them outside to sit with me in the car for a little kissing and rubbing. Uh, most of the other girls I managed to lure away from the crowd just sat there like statues hoping that this moment would pass and they could get on with their lives. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh 19 felt the that the peaks of the peak of erotica is kim novak on the movie screen in my 20s i gallantly paid the check for every woman i took to dinners he still gets nowhere a man who dreamed of nikki i couldn't even get knuckle uh, <laughs> uh his first wet dream got two pages man that's a pretty detailed wet dream oh what he did it go through two pages he did two pages of wet dream and i don't understand uh he wrote two pages in his book about his first wet dream. oh oh okay i'm about to say what kind of damn wet dream is this yeah but um you know i it says uh um uh, well, he married. He met Camille, who Kazi married when she was nineteen and he was twenty-six. He isn't forthcoming about sex within their marriage either, except in the kind of romantically comedy comedic arguments that could have transpired in a certain Brooklyn brownstone. It is poignant to see me night after night trying to recapture the sweetness of our first easy gymnastics in bed. To see me night after night trying to slip my leg over her, only to hear, "I was wondering something. Do I happen to look like a pack of mule? A pack mule to you?" Is my next birthday present going to be a saddle? So, you know, jokes about how your wife won't have sex with you. That's kind of what a lot of comedians do. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. When Kazi describes their 25th wedding anniversary, it seems to me it's nostalgia with pain, as though he's considered other paths the marriage could have taken. There were tears in our eyes now, the kind that came whenever you we were laughing in sync at some merry memory, the kind that helped to counteract divorce. At what giddy mo at that giddy moment I knew that the heart of marriage is memories and if the two of you happen to have the same ones and can savor your reruns, then your marriage is a gift from the gods. Mm. It goes on for a while. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest, I don't find this to be that rapey or weird. Like so, these kind of just like excerpts. I mean, because I just don't think he would have put that shit in his book. Nope, he wouldn't. I just don't think he was that level of stupid. You know, let's just seem like somebody reaching with that one. Uh, I think we already talked about Jay Leno, didn't we? When he said he don't believe why he doesn't know why it's so hard to believe women, but he really wasn't taking a stance. Mm-mm. Really, we didn't do that one. Mm-mm. Where the title was like, I don't know why it's so hard to believe women, but then when you read the quote, it's actually like him saying he didn't think Bill Cosby was that fucked up. Was it Jay Leno? No, it was somebody else that made that. I thought it was um Seinfeld. No. Oh no. Okay. Within man, we're getting our rape confused. Damn, he raped a lot of people. I need oh, to. I thought it was somebody else. My I need bad. him to Shit, have it... stopped raping people. Like Shit, it might have been. I don't know. Ago. The story started blending. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, it's a lot of rape, guys. Right. All right. Uh, yeah. He says. Um, I'm almost sure we talked about this. We may have. I'm, if we did, we could skip it. I don't know. He said. Um. Anyway, let's get into it. Anyway. Um, he said, I don't know why it's so hard to believe women. You go to Saudi Arabia, you need two women to testify against a man here. You need 25. Um, then I also referenced Hannibal Burris, said he's a stand-up comedian, and he made a flat-out statement that reverberated around the world. If that had been on television, it would have been edited. But because somebody would put the news out raw and unfiltered, which I think is fantastic, it was a great thing. Um, Yeah. All right. Um, another woman has accused him of sexual assault. Hmm. Yep. Um, as he like canceled his Boston thing. Men and women, we we going on the same rate. I'm I'm what thirty five, pushing thirty six. We we brought out the same number. Uh, writing for the Huffington Post, a woman named Sandra Ladd says, 
she met kazi when she was 21 year old single woman in the world's most exciting city he was 32 year old internationally known comedian and television star one of the most likable or popular entertainers in the business he asked for my number and i gave it to him her relationship with Cosby began as a platonic one with him spending time in Lad's apartment with her and her roommate at the time. He was married to his current wife and he acted like a perfect gentleman who didn't come on to either one of us, which I have to admit made me wonder what his objective was. But one night as they were getting ready to go to a movie, Lad says Cosby gave her a pill that he described as a miracle cure after she complained of a headache for more than, does he just hang around like a spider waiting for someone to have a headache? Cause this is one of the, one of his techniques. Right, something about them headaches. For more than 45 years, I have tried to recall exactly what happened that night. To this day, it remains a blur. What I do recall vividly and clearly is waking up the next morning, nude in the bed of his friend's apartment, seeing Kazi wearing a white terry cloth bathrobe, acting as if there was nothing unusual. It was obvious to me that he had, had sex with me. I was horrified, embarrassed, and ashamed. She said she never discussed the incident with anyone other than a roommate at the time. It never occurred to me to go to police. It was a different time, and date rape was a concept that didn't exist. Lad writes that she decided to come forward publicly after hearing some similar accusations from other women. I have no plans to sue. I don't want or need money. So why speak out at all? Why now? Simple answer is that it's the right thing to do. The truth deserves to be known. Um, so, um, there was another accuser that's filing charges. Uh, Chloe Goins, the one, um, who woke up naked with him sucking on her toes. She filing charges. Mm, yeah. Uh, he canceled the show in Massachusetts and Boston. That's another show canceling. He canceled shows in California yeah. or postponed it in California. Mm, he realized that he, you can't continue to go on tour. You can't be the age of fuck it. We're going to keep rolling. That's over now. Like with the internet and social media, that, like you, you just can't. It's sad, but you just, People ain't going to let this shit go. You know, mm. they like, mm uh, Yeah, in Boston, they had people threatening that they were going to um, boycott and be outside, rally outside of his, his uh, show, so he canceled it. Right, and also, it's just one of those things where it's all his crew, the same crew he's always had. Like, he ain't bring nobody new in to tell them about the internet and how it works about hashtags like is everybody in his group 60 and plus and he was like well y'all protected me this long and so they're using the same tactics the same tactics they can't work no more mm -hmm. um, i might be wrong but it sounds like they all old and just out of touch on um, friday the final performance of bill Cosby three city canadian tour was disrupted by the most vocal demonstration against the accused rapist with around 30 protesters marching on the venue chanting we believe the women you're a piece of shit you rapists Said another shouting at him. Uh, Kazi supporters responded by saying, we believe the men. We love you, Kazi. What? Because people are goddamn We insane. believe the men. Wouldn't it just be we believe the man? man. The fact that they even view this as men, all men versus women, that, that's telling. That's really telling. Yes, it is. Fuck them Because they don't view it as Bill Kazi. It's, this is a right for men in general. All the men. Wow. Just you know it was like that old man just idiots man uh keisha knight pullum weighs in on uh on uh kazi rape claims you might know her as rudy huxtable uh she uh she uh played rudy huxtable on the kazi show she was fired from celebrity apprentice when she failed to contact bill kazi to help raise money for fundraising right could you blame her right and uh of course you know, 
they went in on her. Um, well, not what they. Um, Donald, Donald Trump, Donald Trump went mm-hmm. in. Uh, I know the Cosby show is in reruns and everyone thinks that we're this family that has dinner every Friday night, Pulliam said. But the reality was I hadn't spoken to Mr. Cosby. I felt that it would be tactless, very rude to call someone and be like, hey, so let me have some money right now. Taping it right. Plus, you know, what would you have to do with them? For the, for the money and it's the ratings they don't give a fuck they just want you to do it because he was the, the hottest shit to talk about right now ultimately she said uh so she was i think on wendy williams show and she was asked what do you think about the allegations that ultimately they're just that allegations you know it's very much if it's very much been played out in the court of public opinion but we're still in america where where ultimately you're innocent until proven guilty i wasn't there that's just not the man I know, so I can't speak to it. What I can say is this. I wasn't there. No one was there except the two people who know exactly what happened. All I can speak to is the man I know and I love. She also talked about Kazi's legacy and overall impact on society and culture. The fact that he has been such an example you can't take away from the great that he has done. You know the amount, the millions and millions of dollars he's given back to colleges and educations and just what he did with the Kazi show and how groundbreaking, groundbreaking that was. Yeah, sound like she don't want to say, you know. And to an extent, it. It, it's it sounds sad, but she was like, "I don't want to fuck my money up by speaking one way or the other." Yeah. So she was like, "Nope." I mean, who would, who would she be without him? Correct. And it, and this, the thing that I hate about this idea, though, is this idea of like, well, I wasn't there. Like people rape people in front of everybody. Like that's how rape happens. Like. Oh, couldn't help myself. I had to rape this woman while on the set of Kazi's show with the cameras going. You know what I mean? It's just, you don't want to say it because you like them. You don't want to be like, you don't want to equate that that could be the same person. Um, all right. Let's, uh, I guess we'll just move into the next section. Uh, let's do, uh, fucking with black people. Do we already do a fucking with black people? We sure did. We did? Yeah, you ain't play the music, but yeah, we was fucking with earlier in the okay. show. All right, well, no fucking with black people today, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll move into uh, Baller Alert then. Let me uh, play my Baller Alert music. Gucci got on the dog call. We don't call them guys no more. Oh, now we call them five stars. This is a new M6. Money ever spent. I don't even lie. I'm so super high. I do not need a win. I keep her unless she is fly. All right. What do y'all want to hear about, chat room? Yeah, chat room, y'all decide. Groupie Tales, LSU's Odell Beckham gave me the D but never called back. That's one. Number two, Groupie Tales, Mario took me back to the hotel and dot, dot, dot. That's two. 
number three groovy tales bob is a true scorpio hint hint number four groovy tales i slept with little duvall and his old lady number five ballerific relationships inconsistent men shame on you by at miller green um and uh yeah we'll go with five you guys can pick for those five and uh karen will let me know uh when they tally up the uh the um um they tally up the music i mean the what i'm saying when they tally up the votes like four number four it is slept with little devall and his old lady all right well, let's get into it you guys love them groovy tales yes you do hopefully we come back with several more at the all-star weekend oh they're gonna be good at the all-star weekend once upon a time many years ago little devall told ball alert that if we ever got a groupie tell about him to post it lo and behold yesterday we did read it read it below and let me know if any of it surprises you disclaimer groupie tales are submitted by our readers we cannot confirm 100 percent accurate of any story posted i met little devall or shall i say i was introduced to little devall two years back via twitter he said something on Twitter to which I replied back agreeing with him. This must have intrigued him enough because he DM'd me and asked me, do I like women? To which I replied, yes, as long as she can eat my pussy like life. Oh, like, not like life. To which he replied back that would be something I would be doing. Later finding out he wanted me to please his old lady, who was very pretty. I guess this was a little Duvall screening to fuck. I figured I'd give it a try. I heard good things about this sex game from a few sorors of mine in Atlanta. Fast forward, I'm in college in California being told to come to a hotel and given a car service. I get in the room and he has weed and drinks. There was his, uh, there which his old lady must have been indulging in. I'm a smoker too. I smoke with her and of course, as usual, I got, I get horny when I'm high. Well, we all know, of course you do. We all know that. <laughs> Lil Duvall tells me to listen to him and obey and tells me to eat her out which I did very well well that's abuse okay I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey let me tell you something he abused you girl <laughs> oh lord because you're a woman and you can't understand when, then he grabbed my hand and put it in his boxers and to, and to my surprise he was packing a little too much for me he takes off his boxers and his peen is dangling down to his freaking knees <laughs> he's about 12 inches and extremely thick there this is no exaggeration or punchline for a joke because he's a sh- short little man wait because he's short little man has a big cock he definitely prefers doggy style while his old lady prefers oral i feel like they ran a train on me and this is not their first rodeo in threesomes his dick game is okay but he does not know how to work it which i was surprised considering how old he was and how much practice he should have. I guess since he has a big peen, he feels like he doesn't have to try and can do whatever the hell he wants, which explains by not he wants, W-A-N-T-S, he wants, O-N-C-E. Whatever the hell he wants, which explains his dis, dis, his demeanor when he's around people he doesn't know. Anyway, after an hour worth of back shots, an hour, did he write this himself? I took a shower. <laughs> I took a shower where he came in and told me to give him head, which I did. And he kept asking me, I must like it because I kept moaning, which I did. I mean, I was horny and love to give head. Once he was done, I finished my shower, got my things together and left. 
oddly enough they are good people his woman checks in on me from time to time and even gave me great advice on things to do after college I, it was fun and i would do it again he just has to stop going so deep in my stomach that too much that's too much pain for me i guess it's true that a that a that a something something block asshole guys have big dicks i guess it's true the asshole guys have big dicks oh so you doing it like that devon here's uh comments uh denise love says sounds sexy lol bit bad girl c says bitch wet who knew <laughs> sandy cheek says i can't decide what is worse this story or the fact she was willing to do that with a post shaking my damn head to do with a post i don't know what that means that she was willing to do with a post that must be a missed spell all right sandy cheek she messed up this time ccd is working on a bottle for she she showed up she said hey. just just the title made me say pew lol jessica renee says i guess b thing says i listened to the brilliant idiots podcast a few weeks ago and he was a guest this sounds about correct empowered woman aka spicy says lol at this wasn't their first rodeo and an hour worth of back shots sandy cheek says does anyone ever question what these groupies look like Beautiful Brownie says, I just came for the comments. Lil Duvall, one of those people I can't, can't see in that way, so I'll pass on the story. Coco Bay says, I'm just here for the shits and giggles. Like people not yeah. taking it too serious. Everybody, yeah, because this is like the second story on him mm-hmm. that we've read, but who knows? He probably never for some more. Bree says, yes, these chicks need to start including pics of themselves. OD on me says, groupie tales are always bittersweet. Because it's good to get the tea, but it's annoying how these women give up the goodies for nothing. I don't support that. And get something for your work. Ashley Morgan says, Lord have mercy, LOL. There you go, guys. What? <laughs> what was that? Oh, that's right, because I played the Jeopardy song. Oh, there we go. It's your boy Dill got it, I do great A shit. I'm the realest nigga walking and this the remix and I'm still like a looking for a five star chick. When I catch her, I'm a blessing with a five star dick. All right. Um, let's wrap it up with some guess the race, guys. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The only pot, the only game going around podcast land where we play or read news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants to guess the race. And the chat room is the contestants today and they are racist. They are very racist. All right. Let's go. Uh, story number one. An Allentown man was convicted Thursday on attempted murder. And related charges January 22nd for January 22nd, 2012 for shooting at Bucks count of a Bucks County snake dealer at the Woodland Shopping Center. Rashim D. Dowdy, 35, 
was also found guilty of two counts of aggravated assault robbery robbery of a motor vehicle and carrying a firearm without a license following a jury trial this week snake breeder mark l haas told assistant district district attorney sandra urban that he had agreed to sell a man allegedly traveling through the area from new york two thousand and six hundred dollars worth of snakes the two agreed through text messages to me at the woodland shopping center Haas said he parked in the shopping center parking lot and was told around 5 p.m. that his customer would be there soon. As he returned to his SUV from a bathroom trip inside the church's chicken, Haas said he locked eyes with the man and got a bad feeling that something wasn't right. Well, that's any church's chicken you leave. Any churches. Back at his car, Haas said he began opening the door to get out the other area when someone came up behind him. He pushed me and opened the car door the rest of the way, pointed a gun at me and threatened to kill me. Throw your keys on the ground. This is real. I'll, I'll kill you. As Dowdy entered the driver's door, Hosh Black Rav 4, the victim, made his way to the rear v- passenger side of the SUV, out of sight. He said he considered running but was afraid Dowdy would simply run him down in the mostly empty parking lot. As Hosh peeked through the rear passenger window, he said he saw Dowdy turn and fire. The bullet entered the victim's chest at the clavicle, traveling through his lung and lodging in his back. Dowdy, represented by defense attorney Stephen Deaver, uh, fled the scene in the SUV, which was later found abandoned at the south end of Edgewood Avenue in Folsom. Police recovered a Beretta handgun and a jacket containing a revolver from nearby train tracks. Um, DNA technical leader for Guardian Forensic Services, uh, Catherine Cross, said she compared Swiles taking of the Beretta revolver clothing and hair samples uh provided by the, the detective sergeant willoughby uh and uh, to a dna te- uh sample from dowdy the sample uh was well it came back for him um it excluded almost all other u.s people so um yeah anyway so he got convicted guess the race of rasheem d dowdy um snake thief Let's see what they think in the chat room. Uh, tired of these motherfucking snakes. Black. Rashim also be a Negro. Black. Blacker than the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. Ghouls from the nation of Nigglam. Black. Oh. Only a nigger would plan a meetup at Church's Chicken. Hennessy stockholder. Black. <laughs> hmm. Snakes. Black. Correction. Fools. Okay, fools. This story seems screams porch monkey black. The correct answer is black. Man. Try to double cross dude. I don't know how people do deals off Craigslist and shit. Twelve thousand dollars worth of snakes. What are you gonna bring it in cash? Right, and and the thing about it is that your your dad does deals on Craigslist, but it's a little different. Um, I'm still scared. Me too. But you know, it's funny how your dad do the deals on Craigslist, but yeah, he tell us how everything got a virus. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, old man. A uh, man charged with having sex with a corpse. A homeless man broke into a funeral home and had sex with a woman's body. Domin- no. Well, you know what? If you're gonna rape me, wait till I'm dead. <laughs> Domin- At least then you definitely don't have to worry about consent. 
dominique smith 26 was arrested february 9th when he was found with a bike stolen uh from hill watson people's funeral service a further investigator revealed that a body there had been disturbed during the burglary the results of our investigation and the forensic examination gave us probable cause to believe that this individual had indeed sexually assaulted a dead body what do you do if that's like your aunt uncle you know girlfriend wife like now like we gotta put her to rest knowing you fucked her Ugh. ah sorry Um, uh right captain gordon griswold told the ledger inquirer of columbus that smith had found was found in a vacant home with other stolen property including tvs and guns smith pleaded guilty to burglary entering an unoccupied dwelling possession of a firearm by a convicted felon theft by receiving stolen property um nothing to say did anything about fucking a corpse though hmm. pretty sure that's a crime anyway guess the race of dominique smith check the chat room on this one 50 shades of shine says hc <laughs> uh black black um one who puts a leash on their kids while in public not their but not their dogs white black white nasty ish white black bone white boner <laughs> black <laughs> uh well uh dead women speak no nothing black the correct answer is black <laughs> for all that missed it Fucking a corpse. That is DMX. <laughs> Got blood on my dick because I fucked the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, when it comes to dating, that guy's knocking them dead. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do another one. Let's go to the bonus round. Where's my bonus round music? Well, where are we at here? Uh double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the racism and the bonus round against the race let's see how you guys are doing right now everybody's all over the place we'll see all right a queen's dad who massacred his family saturday blasted the mother of the child to death in a fit of jealousy and shot his two daughters because he'd rather see them die than go into foster care after the attack. Jonathan Walker, 34, was overheard at a liquor store the night before the attack telling anyone who would listen that he was convinced his common-law wife, Shantai Hale, was being unfaithful. He believes she might have been cheating on him, possibly with more than one person. He went and got drunk the night before heading home. After pounding drinks, Walker skipped his nightclub security gig Friday evening. Flowing with liquid courage, the murderous man instead showed up around 5.30 a.m. Saturday at his gal pal Springfield Gardens home, where he methodically executed his 7-year-old daughter, Kayla, badly wounded his 12-year-old daughter, Christina, uh, 12-year-old sister, Christina. He wanted to kill the two kids before because he didn't want them in foster care after he killed their mom. 
walker then went to another bedroom and fatally shot hell 31 and her mother viola warren before committing suicide in his parked car at jfk airport he destroyed a whole family that said hell's cousin joseph simmons there are no words to describe how angry the family is he is a loser he is a coward christina survived the rampage and managed to dial 911 to explain her father's barbaric deed he even opened the she even opened the door for the first responders relatives said christina is a medically in medically induced coma undergoing intensive care following surgery that involved cutting open her skull to ease brain swelling the doctors are hopeful thank god the bullet passed through the part of the head that it did she moved her head backwards at just the right moment when her father fired and that probably saved her life guess the race of jonathan walker coward fuck you yep i'm I'm sorry selfish let's see black sounds like some white people ish to me so sad though black says elliot 31 year old with a 17 year old child black Listening to Nas Undying Love, One Too Many Times, Black. Not my cousin. Uh, Black, <laughs> says Sean Walker. Black, coward, white man. White men always think about the welfare of their kids, white. Black, says AC. Uh, black, common law, black, says Archie. Top flight security, black. This is sad. I don't even have a joke, black. The correct answer is black. <laughs> Some of y'all missed it. Um, yeah, like a, that's not what I meant to play, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Karen, were you gonna say something? Yeah, and I'm about to say, uh, the little girl had no strength to come and let the first responders in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't like about this article is it just the title said he made something like. The, like you know how you can see the earl but the title of the article has been changed okay the actual link said dad who magic family thought baby mama was cheating fuck y'all fuck you and okay. why post baby mama yeah okay uh couldn't have said mother of children or anything like then they changed it i'm sure somebody fucking let them know about that racist bullshit right um because you wouldn't have said that if it was another race right right um let's see here uh let's just go to sore ratchetness man let's wrap this shit up cool um where's my sore ratchetness sound effects sword sword there we go Mm. clink clink oh watch out parry duck counter (laughs) he gonna make it this time Mm mm-hmm Watch out. Turn your, don't turn your I, back. No, oh, I got faith for years. Oh, well, your faith was not rewarded. Oh, sure. Well, one day this nigga gonna get away. Mm-hmm. A uh, man accused of a samurai sword rampage that left five dead pleads guilty. Uh, a 45-year-old man pleaded guilty Wednesday in the samurai sword slams of his ex-wife, her two children, her boyfriend, and a NASA scientist. Now, how did the scientists get involved? <laughs> At the California uh, Desert Home, uh, Jay Shim pleaded guilty to five counts of first-degree murder and agreed to testify against his friend, avoiding a possible death sentence, uh, according to a statement from the district attorney's office. 
shim faces five consecutive life terms if he testifies truthfully against Stephen kwan who was charged in the same case as shim the victims were stabbed with the samurai sword bludgeoned with a baseball bat at his house at the house where shim's ex-wife young park was living with her cousin shim admitted killing park's cousin's husband joseph siganek a 60 year old nasa engineer he also said he killed park's boyfriend si young yoon and dumped his body in mexico wow this is the worst episode of fresh off the boat ever yes it is we're happy that there's some closure to for the victims family members uh said defense attorney dan cooperberg he noted that a hearing last june in which the family victim family murdered wait members urged los angeles superior court judge larry paul fiddler to speed up the trial motivated the defense to try to resolve the case if we could their pain was obvious and evident it affected all the lawyers it affected mr shim shim's sentencing hearing is scheduled for may 5th kwan 44 is awaiting trial on five counts of capital murder one count of arson of an inhabited structure and one count of accessory after the fact so yep uh sword people turning on each other in court good send them all to jail forever all right, man. Shadow Dog Productions. Buy our best erotic carrying off of iTunes. Tell them on Twitter at Shadow Dog Pride. And you'll get a free audio play. Starring Nick Jew. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Right. Also, Lisa St. Odom and uh, our girl Thatcher are in there. Yes, um, and Lisa St. Odom is the lady that does the uh, voice at the very beginning of the show. Exactly. And we'll be back at three for premium people uh, to do a nerd off. Yes. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, oh, and then tomorrow at nine, we'll have our girl from uh, Brown and Bella on the on 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 the podcast for the first time ever. So uh, look, man, a lot of good stuff is happening. Y'all should be checking it out. Uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.